We're partnering with NoCD to raise awareness about OCD. OCD is more than what you see on TV and in the movies. Imagine having unwanted thoughts about your relationship stuck in your head all day, no matter how hard you try to make them go away. That's relationship OCD. It comes with unrelenting, intrusive images, thoughts, and urges about your partner or loved one. Breaking the OCD cycle takes effective treatment. Go to nocd.com to get evidence-based treatment. Can exercise help with anxiety? Or are you someone who has compulsive exercise problems because of your OCD? We're going to be taking a deeper look into all of those questions in today's episode. Exercise has been one of the best coping skills when it comes to a lot of mood disorders. And using exercise to manage your OCD is no exception. Hi, I'm Erin, licensed clinical mental health counselor and OCD specialist. I'm also a Christian, wife, mom to three, and small business owner, helping those who are overwhelmed by stress to climb out of that valley and enjoy the view. Reheat your coffee and pop in your AirPods to learn how to boss up to OCD. Welcome to another episode of Bossing Up, Overcoming OCD, the podcast that inspires you with information about anxiety and OCD. We're going to be diving into the details today about fitness, living a healthier lifestyle, and how to get help if you have compulsive exercising when it comes to your OCD. Whether you're a fitness enthusiast or you're just starting out on your fitness journey, everyone is welcome. Anxiety is characterized by excessive worry, fear, apprehension, while OCD involves repetitive images, urges, thoughts, and or behaviors that can be difficult to control. Both conditions cause stress and can disrupt your daily life and activities. All right, who watched the college football championship? Okay, none of the teams I really wanted to be in were in it. The whole Florida State thing, I don't even want to get into it. But seeing J.J. McCarthy, the Michigan quarterback, do some mindfulness before the game was really awesome. Did anyone else notice that? I'm not a Michigan fan, but Michigan stands out in my mind because App State beat them in 2007. So just want to bring that back up, Michigan. App State beat them 34-32 to in one of the biggest upsets in football history. I've still got the shirt. For this segment of the episode, I want to dive into how an athlete is using mindfulness. Before JJ steps on the field, he is doing his mindfulness meditations to center himself, block out those external distractions. It helps him get into a calm and focused mindset where he's doing deep breathing. He's taking those few moments to clear his mind. You may have seen some of the footage or pictures going around on social media with him and his like hoodie and no shoes. He's in his socks. He's like very much doing some grounding exercises. That was awesome. With the high stakes environment of college football, imagine how you can really zone in on the things you need to do for the game. And you are blocking out all of those other distractions. It's like, think about like noise. You know, those distractions are just noise. With Michigan, the other thing I noticed is that they had their sports psychologists on the sidelines, which was another win for the mental health community. It's like they're normalizing 
mental health, getting help. And look, they have a sports psychologist right there on the benches with them. All right. For JJ McCarthy, he's using mindfulness as a tool to enhance his focus and decision making. One of the quotes he said was, when you focus on the present moment and you really dive into it, there's nothing that can be wrong. His commitment to the mindfulness practices sets and paves the way for other people to potentially do the same. To incorporate mindfulness into your work, your daily life, totally achievable. I'm also offering, remember y'all, I've got a private podcast coming out with some practical mindfulness strategies. Sign up to be on the wait list so you'll be the first to know when those episodes are released. Let's talk a little bit more about understanding mindfulness. So mindfulness is a mental state where you are focusing on your awareness. You're really zoning in on the present moment while calmly acknowledging and validating and accepting your thoughts, feelings, and body sensations. The beautiful thing about mindfulness is that once you're really in it and you're owning it, it's very freeing and liberating. So for example, you may just notice how your feet feel on the floor, how the air feels on your face, like different things that you don't normally bring your attention to, but it's always there. Then in handling pressured situations, one of the key benefits of mindfulness is your ability to cope with the stress and the pressure. Because especially for a quarterback, you are obviously going to find yourself in some high-pressure situations. I think about professional baseball players, pitchers, especially. It's so much a mental. You're maintaining your composure in these high-pressure situations because of the mindfulness. You're able to think clearly, logically, quickly, and you're keeping that fight-or-flight response down. Because remember, when we're in a heightened sense of stress, anxiety, or fight-or-flight, it's hard to think clearly where mindfulness can bring that down. You're avoiding the mental traps of overthinking or dwelling on past mistakes. Then at the end of the game, you know, when you've got so much media coverage, imagine how mindfulness could be helpful there where you are just living with what is. So you're not being overly critical of your experience or your performance. It's not about winning or losing. It's just about analyzing, simply looking at the facts, One of the things that I heard from the ESPN announcer was that J.J. McCarthy imagines himself with the trophy and the rose in his mouth and the whole shebang. I talked about that in episode two of the test anxiety. So imagining things going well and you succeeding. There's definitely something to be said here and it's coming up again for an athlete that's being broadcasted on national television. The great thing is you can tap into mindfulness as well. Remember, I've got that podcast, that private podcast that's coming out with about 15 to 20 episodes of mindfulness. We'll be tapping into similar things like what JJ is doing, where you can make mindful decisions feel free from pressure, handle stressful situations with ease. I'll put that link in the show notes where you can join the waitlist for the private podcast. All right, moving into The next topic in today's episode, let's talk about how exercise can help you with your anxiety and OCD. We can kick things off by talking about the basics. You've already heard about the many benefits of exercise. 
So exercise is not just about sweating it out. It's not about torturing yourself or shaming yourself. This is an act of self-love and self-care to do exercise. The exercise is not meant to only benefit your physical wellness, but we'll talk about how it benefits your mental wellness. From reducing the risk of chronic diseases to boosting your mood, the benefits go on and on and on with exercise. So why should you make exercise a part of your daily routine? First and foremost, I encourage you to make it beyond just the physical benefits because there's more to you than just what's on the end. Exercise obviously has a lot of benefits to your physical health, like strengthening your heart, improving your circulation, lowering your blood pressure. It's kind of like giving your body a tune-up, making sure everything's running smoothly and efficiently. Plus, there's the advantage that you can manage your weight and build a strong, resilient immune system. I talked about your health and immune system last week. Well, basically in the past two episodes, because your health is very much important. Listen, don't make exercise a chore. Find an activity that you enjoy, something that you look forward to. It could be dancing, could be hiking or playing a sport. You don't have to be a college athlete. In fact, I love, love Peloton and Robin Arzon, the vice president of Peloton. Anyway, Robin Arzon, she talks about how she wasn't an athlete until her adulthood. Man, she is stout and she's a vegan. Amazing. Peloton, they make it very fun. It feels like a dance party. You're just riding the bike and all of a sudden 20, 30 minutes has gone by and you're breaking a sweat. So if you're interested in joining Peloton, I've got a link in the show notes where you can get $100 off for uh, your equipment. Exercise is a natural way to get relief from your anxiety and OCD symptoms. While there are a lot of treatments available, we're always looking for natural and organic ways to help ourselves feel better. So if you're feeling overwhelmed by anxiety and OCD, one approach is exercise. In fact, research studies are showing promising results when it comes to alleviating anxiety and OCD through physical activity. Whenever you're doing that regular physical exercise, it produces, stimulates, and releases the endorphins which are the natural chemicals in our brain that help act as mood elevators. Also, fun fact, the neurotransmitters like serotonin and dopamine are known for regulating your mood and emotions. Endorphins help reduce the feelings of anxiety and promote a sense of well-being. Exercise not only boosts the production of endorphins, which is our brain's quote-unquote feel-good hormones and chemicals, but it also reduces those stress hormones, one of those stress hormones is called cortisol. So it's a double action in helping you feel better from your anxiety and OCD symptoms. Some of the symptoms that it can reduce include like the muscle tension, the rapid heartbeat, the nausea, the dizziness, the racing thoughts. So those things can start to decrease. The scientific evidence is supporting exercise as a natural treatment for anxiety and OCD because again, it releases the endorphins. Those endorphins can feel like magic. Have you ever heard of the runner's high? That tends to happen after five to seven minutes of physical activity, normally like moderate to vigorous activity you do get a chemical release 
and you may have heard it been referred to as the runner's high. So with exercise, it can help you feel like you're on top of the world and you can say goodbye to stress, anxiety, oh, and depression, those depressive blues, and say hello to a more positive outlook. Furthermore, engaging in regular exercise can also improve your self-esteem. Let's, oh, and you know what? What's nice is like when you're sweating, it's always like you are releasing all that negativity or bad juju. Regular exercise also improves sleep quality, which is often disruptive in individuals with anxiety and OCD. Whenever you're experiencing anxiety and OCD, it can be hard to sleep sometimes. By having restful sleep, exercise can help you in reducing the fatigue and increasing your energy levels. Here are more benefits of exercise when it comes to anxiety and OCD. Exercise has been one of the best coping skills when it comes to a lot of mood disorders. And using exercise to manage your OCD is no exception. Another benefit of improving your cognitive function. So for individuals with OCD, this can translate into better impulse control and a more rational response to intrusive thoughts. Physical activity stimulates the growth of new neurons. Incredible, right? So we're growing new neurons, new brain neurons whenever we're exercising, which enhances that brain connectivity, thus creating more resiliency in an adaptable brain. By really embracing the power of exercise, you can take proactive steps in managing your symptoms, improving the quality of your life, whether that is a daily walk in nature, a yoga session, or hitting the gym, or riding the peloton. Finding an exercise routine that suits your preferences and needs can feel very empowering. Again, that natural solution to helping you with your anxiety and OCD. Plus, if you want to one-up it, I've got those walk and talk sessions. So if you're local to me in North Carolina, I'm happy to work with you on the trails where we're doing two for one. We're getting that exercise and we're addressing the anxiety and OCD while we're out and about. It's not just about the short term effects either. Regular exercise has been shown to reduce the cognitive decline that we experience as we age, not only with the decline as we age, but increasing your overall brain health. So it's like giving your brain a daily dose of vitality, keeping it sharp and focused. We've talked about how exercise can improve your symptoms of depression, your mood, your anxiety, and improve your cognitive functioning. Another piece emphasized today is how exercise can build your confidence and resiliency. In speaking from the personal growth aspect, exercise is not just about physical appearance. It can also help you in building that internal self-confidence, self-esteem, and resilience. When you are setting and achieving your fitness goals, no matter how small, this can translate into success into other areas of your life. Remember that every step forward is a victory. Every challenge overcome is a lesson in resilience. So whether you're mastering a new yoga pose or conquering a challenging height, celebrate those achievements and let them fuel your self-confidence. Okay, exercise can be a fantastic way to connect with others. Peloton likes to advertise the one community. Whether you are in a fitness class or you're in a running club or just taking a stroll with a friend, the social aspects of physical activity are such a powerful motivator. 
It also helps keep you accountable when you have a workout buddy. It's like building a community of like-minded individuals who support you and inspire you. You're also helping support each other. There was a new gym opened up in our community called Pure Grit, and it's really taking off. It has a, it seems to have had a lot of success. Don't be afraid to share your fitness journey with others. You never know who you might inspire along the way, and the camaraderie can make the whole experience even more enjoyable. Now, when it comes to exercise, a lot of us may face obstacles, and it may be hard to stay motivated. We know that staying motivated can be challenging, but here's the thing. Everyone faces obstacles. The key is to find strategies to overcome them, whether that is creating a workout routine, finding a workout buddy, maybe prioritizing exercise at a certain part of your day, or reducing social media use so that you can find the time to go for that walk. Trying new activities can keep it exciting, but there's always a solution. Even if you skip your workout, it's never too late to get back and start again. So, and on those days when you're feeling less motivated, remember why you started in the first place. Reflect on all of the progress you've made. Don't be too hard on yourself. It's all part of the journey. Now, let's get into more specifics about OCD. When you're living with obsessive compulsive disorder, it can be a daily struggle and exercise can be a powerful ally that helps you in battling against this mental health condition. In recent years, researchers and mental health professionals have recognized how physical activity can help in lowering your symptoms. Okay, as we know, obsessive compulsive disorder or OCD is a mental health disorder characterized by intrusive thoughts, aka obsessions and repetitive behaviors or mental acts, aka compulsions. These obsessions and compulsions can significantly interfere with your daily life causing you stress and impairing your ability to function. The causes of OCD are complex. It can be a combination of genetics, neurological reasons, behavioral reasons, and environmental factors. When you're doing the physical activity, it can provide a valuable distraction from your obsessive thoughts, from your compulsive behaviors. You know, whether you're going for a run, lifting weights, or practicing mindfulness, you are redirecting your attention away from the distressing patterns of your OCD. And breaking the cycle of obsessive thoughts and compulsive actions is a critical step towards regaining control over your life. Then with your community, exercise often involves, you know, working out with others or joining up with some fitness classes or sports or workout buddies. This social activity can be a powerful method whenever you're isolated because a lot of times people with OCD, they tend to withdraw. They're alone. They clam up. Exercise can be a great way to connect with other people and get out of the house. Establishing these connections can also bring you a supportive environment and a sense of belonging. Furthermore, physical activity can improve your self-esteem, your body image, and both of those the self-esteem and the body image can be negatively affected by anxiety and OCD. OCD especially loves to attack the things that you're most vulnerable with. Physical exercise can be such a healthy way to overcome some of those obsessions. The exercise, again, can help provide you with a sense of accomplishment and empowerment. 
thus boosting your self-confidence and promoting that positive self-image that you're looking for. We're partnering with NoCD to raise awareness about OCD. OCD is more than what you see on TV and in the movies. Imagine having unwanted thoughts about your relationships stuck in your head all day, no matter how hard you try to make them go away. That's Relationship OCD. It comes with unrelenting, intrusive images, thoughts, and urges about your partner or loved one. If you think you may be struggling with Relationship OCD, there's hope. NoCD offers effective, affordable, and convenient OCD therapy. NoCD therapists are trained in exposure response prevention therapy, the gold standard treatment for OCD. With NoCD, you can do virtual, live, face-to-face video sessions with one of their licensed specialty trained therapists. It's affordable and they accept most major insurance plans. Breaking the relationship OCD cycle takes effective treatment. To get started with NoCD, go to nocd.com savage. Let's talk about some types of exercises more specifically that can help with your anxiety and OCD symptoms. Some of the examples out of the Journal of Clinical Psychology showed that aerobic exercise like jogging and swimming were associated with significant reductions in anxiety symptoms. Then there was another study in the Journal of Consulting and Clinical Psychology that examined the effects of exercise on people with OCD and the results showed that regular exercise was correlated with a decrease in OCD symptoms as well as improvements in overall functioning and quality of life. Wow. These findings highlight the potential of exercise as a complementary treatment option for people who have anxiety and OCD. While exercise alone may not be sufficient to manage your symptoms, it's always consider like a valuable addition to your treatment and to your therapy. And imagine if you're doing this exercise and you, again, just found that natural relief from your symptoms. You could, you know what, I've heard a doctor say before that exercise, you can consider it like your prescription. Now, incorporating exercise into your daily routine, it's not all that easy starting it, but it does get easier with time. So when it comes to choosing the right type of exercise for anxiety and OCD, it's important to remember your individual preferences and your unique needs, okay? Maybe you need to ride a bike because that's easier on your joints, you know, or maybe you need to swim because it helps you be more mobile. It just depends. But different forms of activity can have different effects on your mental well-being And here are some examples of those type of exercises. So first, you've got the aerobic exercises like running, swimming, cycling. Those can absolutely promote relaxation. It's very good for your cardiovascular health when you're doing the aerobic exercises. It increases your heart rate, your oxygen intake, and stimulates the release of those endorphins and improving your mood. Second is the yoga and mindfulness also think of Pilates may fall into this category somewhat, but yoga is a combination of holding poses, doing stretches, breathing techniques, meditation, where it makes it an excellent choice for people who are dealing with anxiety and OCD because it seems like oftentimes people with anxiety and OCD, their mind is racing all the time. They're always on the move. And so doing the yoga, you're purposefully pausing 
being in that moment and holding the pose, you're sitting in the discomfort of holding that stretch or that pose and learning how to deal with it. It's like working your mental muscles as well. Mindfulness promotes the relaxation, reduces your stress, and improves your self-awareness, all in all helping you manage your symptoms more effectively. Then you've got strength training. And strength training can be a great metaphor for like, you can do hard things because you are lifting heavy weights or using resistance training and that can improve your self-esteem. Whenever you are lifting the weights, it's really bringing to mind the metaphor of like, I can do hard things. Number four is outdoor activities, which a lot of people find huge amounts of benefits from being in the sunshine. With the nature activities, and we can do those walking talks, right? Nature can have a calming effect on your mind and body. So we're thinking about activities like hiking, gardening, or again, just simply taking a walk in the park so that you can reduce your anxiety and OCD symptoms by promoting relaxation. All of these reasons I've talked about up to this point are the reasons why I started the walk and talk therapy sessions. Not only is it a different form of treatment, but it can be very advantageous for the clients. It's so peaceful to be walking out and doing the hikes out at Rocky Face Mountain, just enjoying the outdoors, hearing the birds, feeling the breeze and the sunshine. man. Okay, some tips for staying motivated and consistent with your exercise. First, assess your fitness level. Don't overdo it because it seems like you're going to spend more time trying to recuperate than you would if you would just take it easy and work your way up. But yeah, so assess your situation. Do things that are safe and appropriate for your skill level. And if, as always, I mean, if you need help in determining what your skill level is, talk to a personal trainer. You can set specific goals. So maybe you've got a goal of you want to lift so much in weights when it comes to your biceps or your legs, or you want to get so far in a run. Like maybe you want to do the couch to 5K challenge. Who knows? But set your goals. As you're moving towards your goal and meeting your target, like celebrate those. Number three, choosing a suitable exercise. Again, just figure out if you're a runner or if not, that's okay. I'm not a runner. I choose to walk or cycle and or swimming. You know, whatever is enjoyable and manageable for you, or maybe you want to do Zumba, like doing the dance classes. Whatever you look forward to, that is going to be your thing. Number four is create a schedule. And it may be helpful for you to lay out your fitness clothes the night before or have your gym bag packed and ready to go. Then it's like a no-brainer whenever it's time to go to the gym or go out for the walk. Keep things easily accessible so that you're limiting the barriers and limiting the excuses. Now, I will say, here's the other thing. Whenever you are feeling unmotivated and you don't want to do it, tell yourself, I'm just going to give five minutes. I'm just going to get on the bike for five minutes. If I still don't want to do it, then I can get off. Well, you will find that once you're in it for at least five minutes, you're going to feel so good that you're going to want to finish the workout. All right. The general rule of thumb is that you work out at least 150 minutes a week in like a moderate intensity level. But again, check with your doctor and make sure that's the right range for you. So it could be 150 minutes a week of moderate exercise or 75 minutes a week of vigorous exercise. Number five is tracking your progress, which again belongs with those goals, setting those goals. 
And what is so nice and motivating and fun is like with the Fitbit, whenever you reach those goals, it's doing all these little fireworks and it's really fun. Other ways besides exercise when it comes to managing your anxiety and OCD is number one, that healthy diet, which I talked about last week. So we're talking about getting those omega-3s, having a diet rich in fruits and vegetables, proteins, all of those things can help support your overall mental well-being and reduce your anxiety symptoms. Number two is doing the stress management techniques, maybe that's deep breathing, mindfulness, etc. Number three is having some good sleep hygiene. We haven't really talked about sleep hygiene that much on the show, which I can get into one day, but for today's purposes, think about it like you're having a bedtime routine that helps promote that relaxation. So you might be doing uh, low lighting stuff about an hour before bed and just having a comfortable sleep environment. Number four, still going back to the therapy and getting support. I strongly encourage you to seek therapy and consider getting a consult. You know, getting a consult is a no obligation situation and just see what you think. You can do consults with multiple therapists. Whenever you're looking at getting help for your anxiety and OCD, you are wanting to get scheduled and paired up with a therapist that uses cognitive behavioral therapy or CBT, as well as the exposure and response prevention or ERP, because those are the methods that are commonly used and most effective when treating anxiety and OCD. Both of those techniques are very beneficial, especially when combined with exercise. So on top of all of that. While exercise is not a cure for OCD, it's definitely undeniable with the benefits that you can have in the quality of life, plus reducing the struggle, because the struggle is real when you have OCD. So exercise can be part of your overall comprehensive treatment plan. Always consult with your doctor and your mental health therapist about what could be your exercise routine or the specific things you can do to reach your wellness goals. Now, you may be thinking, that all sounds great. I already know the benefits of exercise, and maybe you're that person that exercises too much. Approximately 3% of the U.S. population has an exercise problem, meaning it's kind of like an exercise addiction. I have met people with compulsive exercise problems. They do exist. You may be wondering, how can I get help with compulsive exercising? We know OCD is a shapeshifter and it can manifest in a lot of ways. For some people, it can intertwine with exercise. The compulsion then, the behavior is to exercise because even though staying active is beneficial, compulsive exercising can be a harmful way to cope. So let me talk about the signs of compulsive exercising and give you some guidance on what it looks like. Then we'll talk about getting help with this challenging compulsion. Compulsive exercise in the context of OCD, it's characterized by an overwhelming urge to engage in physical activity. So it's often driven by the obsessive thoughts or an intense fear of negative consequences if you don't adhere to your exercise routine. People with this condition may find it challenging to take time off, like they can't have those rest days or recovery days. They're having a lot of stress if they miss their workout. 
And they may also sacrifice going out with friends or they may sacrifice some things with work or school because they are feeling so compelled to maintain this rigorous exercise regimen. Some warning signs that you have a compulsive exercising problem. In, I mean, this is just a small list, but it could be like you're feeling guilty or anxious if you don't exercise or you're exercising even when it's inconvenient or disruptive to your normal schedule. You're running out of time for other things in your life because of the amount that you exercise. You're feeling withdrawal symptoms if you don't exercise. You could be pushing yourself too hard to where exercise is not enjoyable anymore. It's just a chore. You could be exercising past the point where you are injuring yourself or you're pushing through injuries or you're sick and you're still exercising. So again, these are just a few of the signs that could be happening if you have a compulsive exercise problem. What I've also seen just in my personal experience with people who have compulsive exercise problems, they also have difficulty losing weight because it's like their body has reached some type of homeostasis. And so they're not losing weight. I've seen them have like red feet. I don't know, something with the blood circulation that's going on, but they they notice it too. And most of the time they know they have an exercise problem. So some steps and getting help. First, you want to do that self-reflection. Really look within and be honest with yourself about your habits and the amount of time and energy that you're dedicating to the physical activity. So even though exercise can be a healthy thing, we can see how it can also be unhealthy. Second step is to reach out to a mental health professional because with your mental health professional, they can help you take steps to and control over your life and help you feel free from the pressure to exercise to this extreme. With the therapy, you may also explore the root cause of your compulsive exercise where you may learn some coping strategies to help guide you towards some healthier behaviors. Then there are support groups. You could join some support groups where you can get a sense of community, a feeling of validation, knowing that you're supported and you're not alone. All right, other ways to help you if you have a compulsive exercise problem. You can involve your family and friends. You can open up to them about your fears and your concerns and allow your family to help you. Allow them the opportunity to provide you encouragement and understanding, support, and validation because this may make it easier to break those compulsive exercise patterns. Fifth thing could be medication. In some cases, medication is prescribed to help with OCD symptoms, and you can consult your psychiatrist or primary care doctor about the benefits of medication specifically for you. Recovery can be a gradual process, but with the right support, you can build a healthier relationship with exercise to where you're not beating yourself up, you're not grinding your body into the ground. So let me talk about some examples here of what you may encounter if you saw an OCD specialist for your compulsive exercising. They would develop your exposure and response prevention plan, that ERP plan. And again, the ERP is widely used for treating OCD. The goal of ERP is to gradually expose you to the stressor where your anxiety will be provoked. It's kind of like poking the bear. We're going to poke that bear. 
We're going to raise the anxiety and we are not going to allow you to engage in that compulsive exercise. So I'm going to talk about a few examples of how that would look. And you can talk about this more specifically with your OCD specialist. The first example is that they will encourage you to schedule a rest day. The exposure is you are planning and scheduling a specific rest day into your exercise routine. And then the response prevention part is that you are resisting the urge to engage in additional exercise on these planned rest days. So if you're one of those people who goes really hard at the gym, then your rest day is going to look like just stretching. And you're going to acknowledge and tolerate the discomfort and the anxiety that comes up on that rest day. Second example is we're going to reduce the intensity of your exercise. The exposure here is, let's say your intensity is to run for two hours on the treadmill. We're going to reduce that to one hour. So whether we're decreasing the intensity or the duration of your usual exercise, there's going to be a reduction somewhere. Maybe it's reducing the 50-pound weights down to 20-pound weights. And the response prevention is you are going to be avoiding trying to compensate for that reduced intensity. You're going to allow yourself to do that moderated exercise at that lower level intensity And you're going to feel the discomfort come up. You're going to feel like you want to push yourself harder and do your normal hoorah, you know, kind of workout. But we're not going to allow you to give in to that compulsion. Number three, we're going to mix up your exercise routine. So instead of it maybe being ritualized, maybe you're that type of person where the compulsive exercise shows up as a ritual. You've got to do things a certain way even stretching a certain way before you start your workout, it again, it can show up in all sorts of sizes, shapes, colors, etc. So the exposure, we're going to mix it up. We're going to mix up that routine and have some variety. And then the response prevention is you're not going to be allowed to engage in that rigid routine. You're going to embrace these other forms, this variety of routine. And that may even be mixing up which gym you go to or which path you take on your trail walking. In any case, you're going to be resisting the urge to follow that pattern. Number four might look like doing a mindful movement practice. So the exposure, you're going to do the yoga. Remember, like yoga is where you're holding those poses, you're sitting with the discomfort, and the response prevention is you're going to be focusing on the present moment without any pressure to burn calories or achieve a fitness goal. You're just going to be sitting and holding these poses. And you're going to be resisting the urge to turn this time into a compulsive exercise session. Number five is a flexible exercise schedule. So the exposure is you're going to create variety in your exercise routine, but in a different way where you may change the time of day, for example, with your exercise regimen. And then the response prevention is that whenever unexpected events interrupt or disrupt your planned workout time, you're going to resist the urge to make it up later in the day, or you're going to resist the urge to do the compulsive exercise at that regularly scheduled time that you normally would. So you're not giving in to those compulsions. All right, number six, you're going to be monitoring and challenging your thoughts. 
The exposure is to monitor and identify some irrational thoughts that come up that are related to exercise. And the response prevention is we're going to be challenging and reframing these thoughts. So, for example, if the thought is, I must exercise for two hours every day, we're going to challenge it with a more balanced perspective of, I can maintain my health with a moderate amount of exercise. Doesn't necessarily have to be two hours a day. Okay, number seven, we're going to invite in those activities that you have neglected because of your excessive exercise. So the exposure is you're going to do things that you maybe haven't done in a while. Maybe that's going out with friends or maybe that's just sitting and watching TV, right? And the response prevention then is to reintegrate those non-exercise activities and not allow you to go and do a compulsive exercise session and you will be resisting the urge and the compulsion to get up and go exercise or replace this activity with additional exercise. Number eight is gradually exposing your body image triggers. And this can be a big one for a lot of people. So we're going to be gradually exposing you to the situations that trigger your body image issues, your body image concerns, right? This is where you can work with your therapist on getting you to a safe and comfortable place in order to do this type of exposure. So once you're exposed, the response prevention then is to help you resist the urge to engage in compulsive exercises that normally would bring you anxiety relief. So let's say, for example, you have obsessions about having a flat stomach. And because of that obsession, you are doing compulsions of repetitive and excessive ab workouts in order to achieve that flat stomach. So what we'll do is we will reduce that exercise that you feel will bring you that flat stomach because we want to challenge the distorted thoughts and we want to sit and tolerate the discomfort so that you can get more control over your life. It's important to remember that all of these exposure response prevention examples and exercises should be tailored to your individual unique needs and carried out by the guidance of a mental health professional. All right. And preferably, again, seek out a professional that has experience in treating OCD. Whenever you are working with an OCD specialist, they will give you their support and they will ensure that the exposures are structured appropriately and the response prevention strategies are effective in helping you reduce that anxiety and those obsessions and those urges. We're partnering with NoCD to raise awareness about OCD. OCD is more than what you see on TV and in the movies. Imagine having unwanted thoughts about your relationship stuck in your head all day, no matter how hard you try to make them go away. That's relationship OCD. It comes with unrelenting, intrusive images, thoughts, and urges about your partner or loved one. Breaking the OCD cycle takes effective treatment. Go to NOCD.com to get evidence-based treatment. Okay, well, that brings us to the end of today's episode. I hope you're feeling inspired and ready to embrace the benefits of exercise, as well as schedule a consult if you're struggling with compulsive exercising from your OCD. Remember, it's not about looking good. It's about feeling good on the inside and on the outside. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode of Bossing Up, Overcoming OCD. Until next time, keep moving, stay positive, and normalize getting help for OCD. 
Thank you for listening to today's episode. This information is intended to be helpful and not a substitute for professional counseling. Before you go, kindly leave me a five-star review and check out the links in the show notes to see the products that can make your small business dreams happen. Take care and see you next time.